This is Defenders TV Podcast, episode 151, and welcome to our Damnation crossover, part 11, with our spoiler-filled discussion of Doctor Strange, issue 388. Hey guys, it's Rod Reyes here, artist of Marvel's Donation comic book event. Welcome to the podcast crossover between Inner Demons, Sons of the Dragon, Defenders TV Podcast, and Into the Night. Every issue reviewed, all tying books discussed. May all be damned. Alright everyone, this is Chris Munn. I'm one of the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And with me, as always, is my co-host, me, Brian Biggie. And you're listening to Marvel's Damnation Crossover event on Defenders TV Podcast. The Nets' best podcast for all things Defenders. Welcome back, fellow Defenders. Welcome back, ghouls, goblins, and mystical beings, to (laughs) this episode of Defenders TV Podcast, episode 151, where we are on part 11 of the Damnation podcast crossover event. And this time, we are back with Doctor Strange, issue 388. I am one of your hoary hosts, John. And I'm your other hoary host, Derek. Welcome back. Yes, what a comic book. This is my most favorite um, of all the comics so far in this crossover event. Wow. And there's been 11 so far. A really interesting way that we're doing this crossover event. Uh, we've done three so far, the three Doctor Strange issues so far. Um, and there's been all the other guys from the other uh, podcasts who've done their bit uh, along the road to part 11. And we'll have a couple more issues towards the end of the month. Just want to say a huge thank you to Rod Reyes, the artist for Doctor Strange Damnation, the main event, uh, for his message at the beginning of all of our podcasts to welcome everybody into the Damnation coverage. Yes, and a big thank you also goes to Chris and Brian of the Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast for their intros as well. Really good stuff, guys. Yeah, um, yeah so this issue was released... Uh, Doctor Strange 388 on Wednesday, the 11th of April. Mm-hmm. So yesterday as we record this. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and wow, did I devour it with um, such gusto. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's got bats in it, loads. Yes. It's also got Doctor Strange controlled by bats. He's controlled by a doggy. <laughs> Which is very, very cool. Um, yes, if you have not read the issue, make sure you read all of the issues up to date, um, especially this issue, which we'll be talking about in full spoiler-filled discussion uh, as we go into the podcast. Just a reminder, all of the other episodes and issues have been covered by ourselves and three other podcasts. Sons of the Dragon have taken the Immortal Iron Fist, uh, all of his issues, he's had three so far. Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, have taken Scarlet Spider, and they've covered his issues so far. And Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast, joined since we've been actually off, uh, and they did Damnation number three and are recording their coverage of Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider number one as well. So lots of great podcasts out there. Go to our website at defenderstvpodcast.com slash Doctor hyphen strange hyphen damnation and you'll get a list of all of those podcasts and a place to go and listen to them all as well. Yes, absolutely. And remember everyone, hey, thumbs are fun. 
Yes. Opposable thumbs for Bats the Dog has got to be a very special moment for him in his life. Absolutely. Or post-life. And of course, does Wong tell him to sit or not? <laughs> it's very weird for them both, obviously. Yes. Um, and isn't that what the spirit of Doctor Strange should always be? Weird and wonderful. Absolutely. So, yes, if you want to listen to more of the Damnation crossover events on Defenders TV Podcast, you can simply go over to DefendersTVPodcast.com and you can subscribe through any of the subscribe links on the website. Absolutely. I think we should get into this review, John. Yes. Derek, what are some of the issue details? I believe they haven't changed since the last Doctor Strange issue. No, it will be exactly the same for the four issues of Doctor Strange that we'll be covering. And the issue is written by Danny Cates and the artwork is by Nico Hinscheron. Um, some really, really good artwork in this, uh, in this particular issue. Really enjoyed it. Oh, brilliant stuff, uh, in this issue. Absolutely loved it. Mm. I wouldn't mind some of those on my wall. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, John, do you want to tell us what the intro to this comic book said in the front cover? Sure. Restored as Sorcerer Supreme, Stephen Strange wanted to make an impact, but resurrecting the city and citizens of Las Vegas that Hydra destroyed was a severe overreach. Consequently, Mephisto appeared in Las Vegas and started imprisoning souls in his Hotel Inferno, including those of Thor, Black Panther, Falcon, Captain Marvel and Hawkeye. Attempting to rectify his error of hubris, Strange played cards with the devil and lost. Mephisto locked him up, broke his legs, and made him believe Clay, Scarlet Witch, and Loki had come to rescue him. Stranger's body was released to battle his true saviours on the Strip. His soul went somewhere else. Thank you again, Donny Cates, for that lovely synopsis that mm-hmm. you provide at the start of every issue of the comic books that you write. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, this does take place after issue three of Doctor Strange Damnation. There have been six books since the last time we looked at Doctor Strange. Um, but this is specifically one that takes place after Damnation. Um, we're going to get into our top five incantations as we do for our Doctor Strange podcasts. Uh, John, I think we'll start off like we usually do with incantation number one, previously on Damnation. What do uh, the listeners or the fellow defenders that may not have read all of the books, what do they need to know at this point as to where everything is? Well, definitely for Doctor Strange that in Damnation issue number three, uh, Bats, his faithful ghost dog, uh, the Basset Hound from hell, I suppose, but a nice hell. Um, <laughs> like he's chirpy and he's not devilish at all and yes. he's not evil. Um, Maybe heaven. Heavenly Bats, there the Basset Hound. Yeah, <laughs> He jumped into the face of Doctor Stephen Strange and took over control. He was there with his, his little joystick working away with... Uh, Doctor Strange, he found opposable thumbs for the first time and thought they were pretty good fun. He could now pick things up without mm-hmm. using his mouth. Uh, so all, all good. And then as well, we find from the previous issue of the Doctor Strange spin-off connected with this, mm-hmm. uh, we also realized that Doctor Strange has been a massively, um, unreliable narrator and that he thinks he has been fighting alongside loki and the scarlet witch battling demons um but in fact he's battling his friends who have been possessed by mephisto who has taken their souls and mephisto is using their possessed bodies to attack 
the Midnight Suns. Doctor Strange is also a part of that. He is in fact attacking the Midnight Suns as well, along with the Avengers. And Bats effectively, by jumping into his head, is trying to tell him, get a grip of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, for some of the other issues, the spin-offs and tie-ins that have been going on, uh, not a huge impact on this particular book. Uh, I would say there's been a lot of distraction being used by Mephisto to take some of the players off the table, some of the Midnight Suns off the table. People like Scarlet Spider uh, have been off on their own mission, completely separated from the group. We have Iron Fist, who's been completely separated as well from the group, have their own storylines. And Ghost Rider's been completely separated from the group as well. There's, um, there's probably... Not a huge amount that you have to read in there to enjoy Doctor Strange uh, issue three. No, probably not, yeah. But, I mean, spoilers on these. We have Scarlet Spider, who has made a deal with the devil, and that's playing out at the moment. Johnny Blaze, as well, thought he could take on Mephisto head-on, being possessed by the Ghost Rider with Mm. the Penance Stir and with his flaming head and chains. But that didn't work out quite as he had expected, and so he's currently on his own journey alongside his potential sidekick, uh, the, the the one who has possessed him uh, in their own separate ways. And of course, then with Iron Fist, he too has been on a, a, a whirlwind tour of, of hell, in a sense, or at least Hotel Inferno, and is currently um, experiencing ex-Iron Fists in the ring, potentially. Um, so, yes... A lot of stuff going on in those comics, so definitely check those out on, on the other podcasts that have reviewed them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some great stuff there. I've really enjoyed the Iron Fist one, yeah. and indeed the uh, Johnny Blaze um, Ghost Rider, because I I don't know an awful lot about um, those two characters, but I really liked the the exchange between these two in his very own spin-off comic here between Johnny Blaze and. Uh, the Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, really good. Uh, let's get into our Incantation 2 now that everybody's up to date as to where we are, John. Um, you mentioned part of it in here, but we've got Bat's possession of Strange at the end of Damnation number 3 when Bat's jumped into the body of Strange. Having Ghost Dog going in to possess the Sorcerer Supreme is an odd moment in any comic book. So what do you think, John? What's, uh, what's the feeling of Bat's in here? I loved this so much i think the feeling of of bats is as he says it's pretty dark in here mm-hmm. i think uh there's a lot going on i think we we see dr strange there again being tricked fighting along with loki and the scarlet witch uh, against the the evil avengers um who he thinks are possessed uh like johnny blazes with ghost rider right um so we we see all that um, and and he, he's here to sort of take him off the ledge, really. And I absolutely enjoyed this so much. I think it's so good because, you know, Doctor Strange really against other humans really doesn't come off that great. Um, but putting a pet, putting his pet there and a ghost pet next to him, I think it really humanizes Doctor Strange because Bats doesn't really... Um, Cares too much. He's pretty chilled. He's pretty relaxed. He takes it on the chin. Um, he's a, he's a worldly sage, I think, here is Bats. Yes. And, and really, um, he seems to calm Doctor Strange down. And I love the interaction here. I love the fact that he's gone in to really wrestle back control. 
of Stephen Strange's possessed body and also to begin to try and repair some of this damage to try and inform Doctor Strange of exactly what is happening because Doctor Strange doesn't know at all. He's in a different world. He is being tricked. He's being swindled by Mephisto. Mm -hmm. So he thinks something entirely different is going on. Uh, and his faithful companion Bats is there to um, source him out. And I just really, really enjoyed it. What does he call it? It's a soul prison or a demonic simulation thingy. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's kind of like a void, I suppose, in that sense. But mm -hmm. I do like the... Uh, the descriptions that Batskit puts on this, uh, particularly the demonic simulation thingy where Stephen Strange is, his soul is being held. Yes. Yeah. I really like this stuff with, with Bats because he's obviously spent a lot of time around Stephen and learned a few little names, but not off completely. He's not vying for the role of Sorcerer Supreme or anything like that. But I love that little moment when he's basically telling Stephen, you're possessed. You got to get out of this. You're, this is not real at all. And Stephen, that moment of realization that he has as he gets hit by the arrow of Hawkeye. Absolutely. And then he just stops and goes, oh, of course it isn't. Why would I think this was real? I know I've been played before. So why would I think this was real? Um, he does get through to them. And then Stephen drops to the floor in the void, as we're calling it. It's just Stephen and Bats having their conversation. I love once again, we've seen this in many Stephen Strange comic books that he becomes very self-absorbed, very self-obsessed. Absolutely. And talking about how bad his time is. And then we have probably one of my favorite moments in the comic book, which is Bats really telling it like it is to Stephen Strange. You think you've had a bad year? <laughs> that was so good. So cute. Absolutely brilliant with, uh, with Bats talking about, you know, he's had his owner for 16 years who passed away. Then he was left in a shelter. He's been abandoned twice. He was left in some kind of magical vet, then turned into a spy. And then he died and was brought back to life by an actual god. <laughs> it's hilarious. Absolutely love the stuff with that. Uh, and now he's stuck in this soul prison with, with Stephen Strange. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the fact here that Bats loses his shit with, uh, with Doctor Strange. You know, he, he bursts his teeth here. He's angry. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It does contrast nicely with the fact that he's such a chilled, nice doggy. Yes. You know, and he's just had enough of, uh, Stephen Strange wallowing, absolutely wallowing in his own self-importance, but as well trapped. And he, he's got to try and break Stephen Strange, snap him out of it. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I do think as well here, the void, I, this is one of the aspects of the artwork in, in this, um, were on page six and, and seven, you have such a flurry of activity. The artwork is fantastic where Stephen Strange is fighting with Loki and Scarlet Witch. You have him being hit by the arrow, as you said, by Hawkeye's arrow. Really great. And then it just goes to that white. Yeah. As soon as he's realized that this is all uh, a pretense, it's not real. It just goes to this lovely white. And I love these moments of bats and Doctor Strange just sat down next to one another discussing things then he loses uh his temper with dr strange really tells him look you think you've had a bad time look what i've had and i i, I love that moment on on page nine where they're both in silence and the panel at the top of the page on, on page nine is just bats lying down next to um his friend his companion his owner dr strange is all hunched up because he knows he's been 
pretty horrendous and he just gives him that little pat on the head afterwards mm -hmm. it's one of the um, cutest panels i've seen it is, in, in all of these books uh, just for reference for our fellow defenders uh, this is the comicsology version that we're reading the digital version if you have the physical copy the page numbers that we're giving may be slightly different because you will probably have ads uh, in there so um you'll know the ones we're talking about though they are, they are some of the nicest scenes that are in this comic book it is so, so nice. I think Bats and Strange is just great. I mean, I love the fact that ultimately Stephen Strange says he's sorry to Bats and Bats is okay with that. He, he accepts it and, you know, they move forward. Um, moving forward into incantation number three, they move forward into that big exit sign. This is a, yes, it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I just love how like weirdly out of place that exit sign looks as they both willingly head towards it prepared for some kind of trap that may happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really, really good moment. A uh, nice little bit of humor there uh, with, with the characters. I love that Bats is constantly trying to pull against Steven here as they enter the next area, I suppose, of this of this part of the hell dimension, the area where all of the residents of hell are playing for their souls on slot machines, effectively, which at the best of times are fixed to make sure the house wins. But I'm sure they are all completely fixed by Mephisto, where there's no other way out of hell unless you play this game, which is totally rigged against you. Yeah, I really like it here in, in the voyage with the slot machines, all these lost souls. Uh, I think the writing uh, has a really nice sentimental touch, actually, to it, where... Stephen Strange is talking about hope. Um, you know, Bats is going, why do they just keep playing it, knowing that it's rigged, knowing that they're never going to win? And Stephen Strange talks about because they have hope that actually they will win and yeah. somehow they will be able to recover their soul from this damnation. I really think this is a nice sentiment uh, given here and, and discussed between Bats and, and Doctor Strange as well. Mm -hmm. um, certainly coming from the fact that, you know, they they've just have kind of made up after a massive row between each other, mm -hmm. or at least... Um, you know, telling Stephen how it is. So I, I really like that. And of course, it feeds nicely into the hope then that Stephen Strange has when he sees Clay. Yeah. He has already met her once in, in the previous Doctor Strange issue where he thought it was Clay when in fact it was Captain Marvel uh, possessed and under the influence and orders of Mephisto, mm -hmm. uh, giving him the penance, turning him into the fiery Doctor Strange. Um, and here, is this the real clay or is it still uh, a trick? And I, again, this, this really comes into uh, an, a nice moment here where, you know, Bats, who has been the real and reliable narrator mm -hmm. within um, the comics when he's been in them, is like, this is still a trick. That's not Clay. Stop going after it. But there is hope there from Stephen that it is Clay. He kind of almost embodies that hope that he sees with all these other people playing on the s slot machines. And I, I really like that. Um, and I suppose even more so because Bats tells him, well, I was there with Wong when we discussed the plan. Yeah. You know, this is not the person on the ground in Las Vegas because that is Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A really good scenes here. I think Stephen makes the point that after everything he's done to Clay, after all those years and all the things he's put her through, if there's even a slight possibility that this is the real Clay, he has to go and save her. That's where he's kind of 
that's where the balance is coming from for Stephen. That's why he's not listening to Bats, even though Bats is the absolute guiding force here who's telling Stephen exactly what's going on. And Steve, Stephen can't believe what he's seeing um, and what he's experiencing. He still has to go after Clay because if he doesn't, he'd regret it for the rest of his life. And that leads them into the necrotic sub-realm. I love the names of areas in Doctor Strange comics. <laughs> They're great. Most of them I've never heard of before. We have realms for every single type of thing. This one is quite a huge realm because it's populated by a very familiar fo- a demon or foe of Doctor Strange, Shumagoth. Yeah, we get taken into this necrotic sub-realm. Um, Bats, Doctor Strange and Clay before all get sucked down and spirals round into, and then you open up into a great splash page. Oh yeah. Um, ultimately leading you down to the, the bottom right corner where there is just this single eye staring back at you. Uh, and there we see Shuma Gorath, uh, one of Dr. Strange's big, big bads and mm-hmm. um, the tentacled creature that quite conceivably could have been there at the start of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I still think it's Shumagorath, um, but maybe it wasn't. But it was certainly an extra-dimensional uh, beast yes. that, that the Guardians talked of. You know, he is the Lord of Chaos as well. Absolutely, John. I totally agree with you. That moment in the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 where um, you see Baby Groot dancing along to Mr. Blue Sky with the Guardians behind him battling this huge tentacle beast. I am certain that that was Shumagarth. Um, I think it was actually confirmed after we'd done our podcast about, about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 um, that it is, but you're never sure with these things. Um, but it yeah. did look like the Marvel representation of that character. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think, you know, again, it's just that nice artwork where it's so rich in color. It's so kind of crazy and mad with the splash page, uh, but also just generally within this necrotic sub realm, uh, just and how it contrasts so nicely with that minimalism of, of the void mm. of, of the soul prison. Uh, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the, those contrasts in, in, in this comic for sure. Um, but yeah, Shuma Gareth, He's got vast mystical powers, you know, reality manipulation, teleportation, et cetera, et cetera, all these cool. big things. Um, and, you know, he, he is a big bad of Doctor Strange. Um, some really good uh, storylines here. Uh, one in particular that I want to pull out is from the 2013 Infinity storyline, where we see Ebony Moore, who obviously we see in the Infinity War trailer, uh, seemingly torturing Doctor Strange Ooh, yes. with all the spiky things that he's probably created out of the energy of the mystical realms. Oh, like um, Dormammu in Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. yeah. So this is a really nice connection uh, between this comic book and obviously with the upcoming MCU Infinity War. Whether it will actually be realized, I don't know. But I think it's worth mentioning. In the comic, the 2013 comics uh, Infinity storyline, we see Ebony Moore manipulating Doctor Strange into summoning uh, Shoma Gareth to New York. Right. Um, so I would say there's a bit of manipulating going on in that 
trailer for Infinity War. So, you know, Ebony Moore is at it again. So it'll be interesting just to see how that plays out in that movie. Is there some connection to the 2013 comic? It will be good to to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. I think the other interesting storyline uh, from Strange Tales issue 15 is that Shumagorath is responsible for for Doctor Strange uh committing suicide and um, because he well. goes into Shumagara's dimension to fight him to prevent him from coming to earth and he defeats him however strange uh, became a, a new version of him he somehow got infiltrated and to stop that he commits suicide wow he is ultimately brought back so like this is a really you know interesting character okay he's a big tentacly one-eyed monster mm-hmm. you know really what can he do? But he is vastly powerful, and he's he's had some really good moments with with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And what we see in the comic here with Shema Gareth is that he completely breaks Stephen, and Stephen believes that he can't do anything to get out of the situation. You see him apologizing for Bats, trying to t- get Bats out of there to save himself. And Bats has that lovely moment with him saying, well, if you're going down, I'm totally going down <laughs> yeah. right by your side. But I like that Stephen gets broken here by the vision of Shumagarth with clay in his hand. And Stephen feels like he can do nothing in this realm. Yeah, because he kind of tangles clay in one of his tentacles, mm-hmm. really holding on to it. You get that great battle um, sequence where, again... Stephen Strange has got one of his shields up mm-hmm. to try and protect him from the the power beam, the burn from uh, Shuma Garth, uh, and ultimately it requires uh, a very special person to put an end to that. Yes, um, in the form of Thor. Yeah, yeah. really, really cool. Um, and Jane Foster is there as well. Yes, both of them. The interesting piece here, and this is probably finally where I got it. I'm not great on these comic books, as I've said about Doctor Strange before, because they do tend to manipulate time. They tend to manipulate things that are going on in the world. And sometimes I miss the significance of what's going on here. So what we find out here essentially is that Mephisto has trapped all of the Avengers that were in Las Vegas. He's trapped their souls inside the hotel inferno effectively so that's the reason why we have both jane foster and thor trapped inside the hotel because they are two separate souls that occupy the same body yeah yeah so that's where i was a bit shocked as to what was going on why you have the two of them separated when they are in fact the same character in the comics but it's not because of that it is because they are two souls that are trapped inside the same body so um nice little touch there also led to one of the funniest moments uh, that we have as uh, stephen reintroduces himself to, to Jane Foster at the start to have a conversation and then Thor criticizes them saying, um, yeah, I'll just stand here, hold off this big monster while you catch up. <laughs> uh, it is so, so good. I believe it is a casual and lengthy conversation uh, while she is battling with the monster that is Shuma Garth. Really good fun. Uh, a real nice sort of nod to those kind of tropes that you get in the movies or in the comic books where there's seemingly a disjointed conversation happening with all this wild um, action that is really putting the people who are having these lengthy conversations in severe, severe jeopardy. Absolutely. Um, it was so, so good to, to get that little bit of a snidey remark from, from Thor for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing as well is that not only do we get Thor 
and Jane Foster, we get the other Avengers yes. arriving here. So Doctor Strange also gets to finally uh, meet the other Avengers here that he thought he was battling previously. They're unadulterated souls. There is Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Hawkeye, Thor... Uh, and Jane Foster as well, mm -hmm. uh, all here together. Uh, really, really good. And again, it is that idea that the soul is separated from the body so that the, in terms of their bodies, they are fighting the Midnight Suns at the moment. And in terms of their soul, they are in this void, this soul prison, this demonic simulation thingy. <laughs> or the Hotel Inferno, as we, as we are. Or Hotel it. Inferno. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, as always, the big question that pops up in these moments here is, well, are they really there? Because we've been tricked so often throughout this run already. Are they definitely there? I do like that moment where they say to Stephen, you're not alone because you're an Avenger. You always will be an Avenger. That means you'll always have people to have your back. It's a nice little moment there. Uh, he doesn't believe there's anybody coming to save him because he thought the person on the inside was Clay. Turns out he was wrong and he hasn't seen this scarlet spider at all so he thinks he's on his own inside the void apart from uh, apart from bats so that's a nice little moment to reiterate he is still an avenger once an avenger always an avenger right? it is they all step up here and of course i did omit the falcon as well falcon is it is the with Stephen Strange and I, again some great artwork here as they race in to tackle uh, Shuma Gorath with Bats's ears flapping away all excited <laughs> because he's about to get into the action. I mean we don't see or hear anything from Bats here telling Stephen that they are a figment of his imagination yeah. or that maybe they're not real. So at this moment I trust Bats' word. So yes. I think they're real souls within a soul prison detached right. from reality and their physical body. Right. Nice. Kind of real, but not Okay, in that sense. <laughs> right. Well, that's our incantation four about Shumagarth. Uh, John, I think we have the surprising finale to this uh, podcast, I suppose, and also to the issue itself. Incantation number five, Dormammu to the rescue? Well, absolutely. It was like, what? What is going on here? Um, again, this is really cool. I enjoyed this. Like, I mean, you know, uh, the Avengers and Doctor Strange, they're having a bit of a hard time dealing with Shomogarath here. And then suddenly out of nowhere, there are some green mystical bubbly type things that have come from somewhere. And that final page of the comic book and you turn around and there is Dormammu yes. stood there. Doctor Strange's greatest nemesis mm -hmm. the 54th best Marvel villain in a poll from whenever um, yes it is I can't remember what date it was that it was done but uh, you know it's one of those <laughs> top 100 as long as it's not the, the 54th best movie villain because there haven't been 54 movies. So, no that is no. true. Uh, but um, he did appear in the Doctor Strange movie as we uh, as we talked about before you'll definitely recognize him from the Doctor Strange film because he was the giant being at the end of the movie that Stephen was trying to convince to allow him to strike a bargain. Yes, he has got his fiery head on and his fiery sword as well. Or should I say the mystical flame indeed. Mm. Uh, but I love it. Nice to see you again, Stephen, he says. He says, what do you say we all get the hell out of here? No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but certainly, you know, the reason why this is a surprise, this is um, really 
cool um, for me anyway is because this is Doctor Strange's greatest nemesis. Yes. He he really is. I think we talked uh, previously. He is the uncle to Clay, and he is the leader, the ruler of the Dark Dimension. Mm -hmm. Um, He is also the master of the Mindless Ones. And it's really great that in that final page, we see all the Mindless Ones lined up behind him. Uh, You know, this is kind of his army here. So I I do wonder, will we see uh, Cassilius uh, in amongst them, I wonder, from the Doctor Strange movie? (laughs) They look like him and his his acolytes all got turned into mindless ones uh, at the end of the Doctor Strange movie. So I, I, I'm hoping that Cassilius is there going, oh, I didn't want to do this. I wanted just to be powerful and almighty and not have to die. But instead, he is a foot soldier in the mindless ones. Yes. Uh, so really good to see that the at the end. Yes, unfortunately, as they are mindless ones, we probably won't get an inner monologue from any of them. So we could just pick out one of them and say, that's Cassilius, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Dormammu and Doctor Strange, it's like bread and butter. Mm-hmm. It's like wine and cheese. You mm. know, it, it's one of those things. But one of the interesting things I really want to pull out here quickly is a Dormammu and Hellcat uh, comic. Yes, Hellcat issues one to three from uh, back in 2000. Oh, right. Where Dormammu is defeated by our very own Trish Patsy Walker, um, who weakens him by effectively engineering the complete absence of his mystical flame uh, and, uh, and his fiery head. Wow. Really, really interesting. I cannot imagine. We've been covering Jessica Jones, if you haven't been following, following us for those podcasts, we've been covering the Marvel series Jessica Jones, which features Trish Walker. I just can't imagine that character fighting up against Dormammu. Well, certainly not in the state she's in at the moment with her big bags under her eyes and recovering from surgery, viruses. She's getting her Hellcat on at the moment. So she's maybe, you know, what were we saying? Level four from our most recent podcast. (laughs) So, you know, maybe at this stage she's completely max powered up here. Um, and she's a, she's a level 11. Maybe she's turned it up to 11. Um, and yeah, she's taking on the, the mystical villain, the Dark Lord Dormammu from the Dark Dimension. So who says she can't cross over with Iron Fist? <laughs> you never know. You never know. And it was <laughs> quite an interesting catch there, John, as well. Uh, yeah, I really like this moment. I'm really intrigued to see how it plays out in the next issue. And in, in Damnation, I presume, number four, we're going to see that. That's the next issue we'll be covering after this one. And then there'll be the final issue of Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange number 389, the final issue of this arc of the story. So we're definitely going to see a little bit more of Dormammu. Definitely. Can't wait, actually. I mean, it really sets it up nicely to see how Dormammu is involved. Is it real? Is it not? Um, is a long-lasting friendship, maybe even a bromance going to come out of this between Dormammu and Doctor Strange? Presumably not, obviously. Mm, yeah. But, you know, this is really interesting, really intrigued uh, to see what they do here, because it could be one of those moments that is just quality and class and, and really unexpected and really works. So I'm really uh, hoping that maybe it is real and they do battle their way out of hell, out of the control of Mephisto uh, with the help of Dormammu. But um, somehow, I don't think it will be that rosy. I don't think it's going to be that easy. John, any other notes about this comic book issue, Doctor Strange 3 at 8? 
The only note I have is, again, coming back to that void. It really reminded me of Dumbledore and Harry Potter on, on the platform at the railway station from the Harry Potter movies, or any other movie that has that kind of dream or consciousness space that they somehow get into where right. they can talk to themselves or or talk to a mentor or a friend or whatever. Um, cool. I, I really like that kind of moment. Um in in the Harry Potter series, and I think that's why I kind of really like this moment. It's where things get real when they're most definitely not, um, right. and I like that. I like it. I like it. You sound very excited about this issue. So, John, I have to ask: Do you defend this issue of Doctor Strange Damnation number three eight eight? I really do defend this issue of Doctor Strange Damnation issue three eight eight. I give it four point five demonic simulation thingies out of five. <laughs> Why not five? Um, I don't know yet. I think I'm trying to make sure that I rate things that are relative to my previous ratings, and I may have got carried away earlier on with giving things four out of five. I still stand by them, yep. absolutely. And I think this, to me, I just loved everything about it. I love the fact that, that Bats and Doctor Strange are there together. Some great writing here between these two characters. Um, such good friends, but they, they, you know, there's that moment where Bats snaps, and that, that really just adds a lovely texture to their relationship. You know, chilled out Bassett Hound has snapped at Doctor Strange and and needed to to bring him back from the brink to really give him a good slap across uh, the the face. We have the Avengers coming in. We have uh, Shuma Gareth. You know, two really big bads of Doctor Strange and Shuma Gareth and. Dormammu here but with the surprise twist that Dormammu is there to suggest that him and Doctor Strange effectively team up in order to get them the hell out of this soul prison that they're in or necrotic sub-realm or just weird place that Mephisto has put them <laughs> so I really like that again for me the writing and artwork has been cool I, I loved the minimalism uh, in relation to the void into the lovely richness that you get with Sumagarath and with Dormammu uh, and with the Avengers. So, so good. I, I like the fact that we, you know, this idea that we have of the souls being separated from the body and also the, the reliable narrator of Bats as well. He just makes me light up when I see him with Doctor Strange. I think the two work so well together. Um, and I think it really plays on the fact that actually Doctor Strange does potentially alienate other humans in, in, in the world. And, it, you know, that his, the most understanding person there is his fantastically chilled out Bassett hand in the form of bats. I really enjoyed absolutely every moment of this comic. Um, and I thought it was really top notch. And I really recommend that people continue with the series, especially with the intrigue of what Dormammu potentially may bring. Or again, is this just another trick uh, of Mephisto? I, I hope not. I hope it has this unusual situation between Dormammu and Doctor Strange. Uh, that would be very, very cool. The team up of the hero and the villain. John, I bet you didn't think starting out reading this issue that you're going to be saying Shumagarth so often uh, that it's lost all meaning. Yes. Um, yeah. It's one of those words where it's like Shumagareth, Shumagareth. It's like clay, clear, clear. <laughs> you definitely, when reading a Doctor Strange comic book or even podcasting about it, 
you have to be prepared to get the names wrong yeah. because it is like, what? How do you pronounce that? What's going on? But yeah, definitely defend this issue of Doctor Strange in the Damnation series. Derek, do you defend Doctor Strange issue 388? I loved this issue of Doctor Strange. I thought it was really, really well written, really enjoyable. I am so glad I've read every one of the other 10 issues uh, going across the Damnation series so far. I've enjoyed them. But Doctor Strange is the one I keep coming back to because I'm really enjoying what they're doing with the characters and what they're doing with the scenery. One of the comments I made at the beginning of this series is doing something in a hell dimension or across dimensions gives artists the ability to do whatever they want to and fill out the world whatever way they want to. It's not just buildings. It's something interesting and exciting for them. And absolutely, Nick Henstron is bringing his own style and stamp to this even doing a completely washed out scene with just a dog and the Sorcerer Supreme sitting beside each other was exciting. And then followed by this huge demon beast and then Dormammu coming back in his bodily form, uh, one that we didn't see, haven't seen for a little while. Uh, really cool to see that in the comic book. I absolutely defend this. Really enjoying the series so far and so excited for the next four issues of, uh, of Damnation coming up. Superb. So thank you so much for joining us, fellow defenders. Remember, please subscribe, rate us, and leave a review over on your podcast catcher of choice. Just head on over to DefendersTVPodcast.com to subscribe to any podcast catcher that you wish to. Any damned or blessed podcast catcher, in fact. And of course, next up in the Damnation crossover event is Into the Night, who will be back with part 12 of the event, reviewing Scarlet Spider number 17. Sons of the Dragon will finish off Iron Fist with issue 80. Uh, and of course, we'll be closing out Doctor Strange Damnation with Damnation number four and Doctor Strange number 389, which both come out on April 25th. So we're going to be busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be also trying to arrange a round table with some of the other members of the podcasts in order to close out the event. Just to mention that Inner Demons are recording their coverage of Ghost Rider, the Johnny Blaze number one issue, and um, that's going to be out in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, you know how these things work. Time gets in the way and, and we all have oh, lives absolutely. as well. So, but it will be out in just a couple of weeks. And that will close out our event on Doctor Strange Damnation. Really been enjoying that. If you haven't listened to our other podcasts, if you came to us for Damnation, thank you so much for joining us for these podcasts. They've been really enjoyable to do. We are also covering Jessica Jones Season 2. We've got one more episode to come out, which will be out uh, next week on the 17th of April, uh, which is the 13th episode of Jessica Jones. We'll obviously be discussing Avengers Infinity War, which also comes out the same week as the last two issues of Doctor Strange Damnation as well. So we're definitely going to have a busy week. I think, weirdly, we're actually going to hold off on Infinity War and push that out to um, the following week. Yeah, probably the 1st of May, roughly, yeah. uh, around that time. And of course, don't forget that we will be back to Netflix in June when they release Marvel's Luke Cage Season 2 on the 22nd of June as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of Marvel Netflix coming down the line. The Defenders are going all Thundercat hoy. <laughs> Thundercat. Uh, that would be interesting for the for the defenders. And of course, if you want to find any of the other podcasts that are covering Damnation, just again on our website over at DefendersTVPodcast.com, there's a page over there which is Doctor Strange Damnation hyphenated. Just hop on there and you can see all of the other podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back again soon. Yes, thank you so much for listening. And remember, fellow defenders, listen to me. This ain't real. Mephisto took your soul. But after you have your soul back, we will speak with you again soon. Bye. 